Okay, so next week we've got the story of Jesus calms a storm, and I grabbed the picture from the office. So the, the, the two of you who aren't here, Abby and John, you can go take a look at it if you want. And I, you know, I, I was just looking at it, and I noticed, I, not, not that there's something necessarily wrong with the picture, but there's something I, I don't think is quite right. So you get, you take a look at that. Well, Randy can take a look at that, and if you, uh, as we discuss the story, if you tell me what you think might not be the best way to portray it, and what might be a little off about it, you let me know. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, we can discuss that afterwards. So, Jesus uh, calms the storm. Um, law and gospel, sin causes me to fear and doubt that God cares for me uh, and loves me, and yet his care and his protection are constant and evident if we take the time to stop and, and really look at it. My fears suffocate faith and lead me to despair and hopelessness because we don't trust God, and because we, we always try and control things ourselves uh, and let our fear rule our lives. That often really eats into our faith. But God's Son, who suffered and died for me, is the proof that God cares for me and will never leave me nor forsake me. Uh, the story is preceded by several parables about the kingdom of God. Um, and the kingdom of God is Christ's rule in our heart, not, uh, not a um, nation of this earth. Uh, the kingdom of God is the power of Christ's word, which works faith in our hearts. And so we're going to see that again in this story, in this account, uh, how the power of God's word. So that's something to make sure to bring out with the kids. Um, the, the kingdom of God means teaching the power of his word. And well, with the little kids, you might, just a suggestion, you could you know, start by asking them, you know, how strong are you? you know, can you, you lift this table? Can you lift this? You know, how, how strong is your dad? Uh, you know, maybe go up gradually and then get to, well, how strong is Jesus? And one of the things we'll see in this story is that his word is strong enough to, to instantly stop uh, even, even the greatest storm. He just reaches up with his word and, and stops it instantly. And so the power of his word, obviously, is an important part of it. Um, The Psalms are full of people taking God to task. And uh, sometimes when we read the, the Psalms and we, we think about what they're saying, we might think, well, that's not right. You shouldn't say that to God. Um, but to some degree, God approves of it when we, we speak to him in that way. Not that he approves of us doubting, of course, or, or belittling him or doubting his power, but when we do have doubts, and he knows that we have doubts, uh, he wants us to come to him with those doubts and those fears. And so the doubt and the fear, that, that part of it shows a lack of faith on our part, and Jesus knows that we're weak humans uh, who doubt and have fear. But the coming to Jesus with it and saying, Jesus, why aren't you taking care of me? Why are you allowing this or that bad thing to happen? Um, bringing that before him, that's, that's a good thing, and that shows a faith. And so you see both sides in the story before us today. The disciples have doubt and they have fear, and uh, yeah, that shows some, some sinfulness on their part, but they do bring it to Jesus, uh, and that's what we should do with our doubts and our fears. There's one, so there's one psalm that the notes mention here that even 
suggests or even compares God to a drunken soldier. <laughs> uh, like uh, you're sleeping through the battle. You're just trying to sleep off your headache. Why won't you wake up and do battle with your enemies? Um, maybe don't want to share that with the kids. <laughs> but uh, that's, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, this, this is going to be a really good story for next Sunday too because next Sunday is Good Shepherd Sunday. Uh, so, of course, this story fits right, really well right in that with the shepherd who, who cares for us and watches out for us and, and can take care of us through all the difficulties and the storms of this, of this life. Jesus, uh, as a man, shows great faith in his father uh, that he's able to sleep through a storm. Um, you know, boats, boats start rocking. You know, the kids probably know when there's a storm outside and the, the house starts to creak with the wind or the, the thunder starts rumbling. Um, that probably makes it, sometimes it makes it difficult. Some people don't care, but some, it makes it difficult to sleep. They're a little bit afraid of that thunder and that lightning, uh, even though they're inside uh, and the Lord's protecting them. Well, Jesus was outside in the storm and just slept right through it because he knew that his father was going to take care of him and that there was, there was nothing to be afraid of. Um, Jesus answers their prayer. So that's another important story, part of the story. Jesus wants us to come to, come to him with our doubts and our worries. And when we do, uh, he answers them and he takes care of us. He reveals his love for the disciples, even though he knows that the storm is nothing to worry about. Uh, he'd be happy to sleep right through it, uh, unconcerned. Uh, he does still it and calm it for the sake of the disciples uh, because they're worried and it makes them afraid. Uh, and so out of love for them, he, he wakes up and he, he stops the storm. Sometimes Christ allows us to become overwhelmed by our sorrows or our troubles or our fears uh, just so that we will remember uh, that he is taking care of us and, and teaching us to live by faith instead of by trying to control things ourselves. Um, there's a movie. Have you ever seen the movie... Um, the Secret of Kells? Okay, it's um, it's um, it actually won a lot of awards for its artwork. It's an animated movie, but it's about a a, a book, a Bible, and um, it's kind of from the time period when there is a lot of trouble uh, for not just for Christians, but for, for all the people. The, it was after the Roman Empire fell, uh, but, but kind of before the rise of the West. So it's, it kind of takes place in that time when, you know, the Vikings and other tribes just kind of roamed where they wanted to, pil pilgrimaging and sacking. And, you know, the, it, it incorporates a lot of myth, mythology from Ireland, uh, fairies and that kind of thing, uh, as well as it's talking about um, a Christian monastery and, and, and this Bible. Um, so a lot of it's you know not really true, but one thing it does very, very well is to portray kind of the fear and uncertainty of life that was especially prominent during that time. Um, the, this community is living just in fear of the, the Vikings coming uh, and, and destroying and taking all their gold. And that's kind of one of the, the central parts of the, of the movie. And it does just a very good job of showing just that, that fear and that uncertainty. And so our lives are, you know, we, we live in a, a day and age where it's easy to overlook that fact and to think that everything is safe and secure and everything is wonderful. Uh, but it's not true. Um, this world is a storm. And... Um, 
an evil place and we live in uncertainty. And so it's easy to be afraid of the storms of this world. We should learn to trust in Jesus. And the movie doesn't portray that. So <laughs> it doesn't do a very good job of portraying it. Turn, turn to Jesus and trust in him. It kind of has a, a different lesson. But yeah, if you guys, if, uh, if you have a chance to watch it, you should. it's kind of a neat, neat movie. Uh, the chaos and disorder and darkness of this world of sin. Uh, Jesus is with us and can calm us and take care of us and we can trust in him. Uh, Jesus does care. He doesn't ignore the disciples. In fact, he acknowledges their fears and he, he deals with them. It's also, you should remember that these are experienced fishermen. Um, they lived on the sea. They lived on this sea. This was the Sea of Galilee. This is where they spent their whole lives. So if they were afraid for their lives, there was probably reason to be afraid for their lives. Now, they may have been exaggerating the danger. Um, they probably were. Well, they certainly were. If Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat, he knew there was no real danger. Um, so they were exaggerating in their own minds the danger. And I'm sure part of their reaction was kind of annoying with Jesus too. Like, well, why don't you get up and help us? We're trying to save your life and you're just sitting there in the bottom of the boat. And, and so part of the, they probably, exagger, they probably knowingly exaggerate the trouble um, just to kind of chide Jesus a little bit. But of course, Jesus knows the truth that they were, they were never in trouble. Oh, I've got a note here. Compare, oh, compare the fear of verse 37 with the fear of verse 41. Now, we don't have our Bibles in front of us, but in verse 37, they're afraid of the storm. In verse 41, they're afraid of Jesus. Um, when they see what he can do, it says they were filled with great fear and said amongst themselves, who is this that even controls the storm? Of course, it's a very different kind of fear, um, but there is that natural fear of God in all of us because of our sin. We're confronted with the power and the glory and the majesty of God, and God is standing right in front of us. Um, there's always that, that fear and guilt that come up and because uh, we know that... that uh, if he wanted, with a single word, he could destroy us and that we deserve it. Um, so that's a, that's a fearful thing. And the fear of God is more than being scared. It is the complete feeling of humility and awe before his divine presence. Uh, we're used to, we like to think we're the ones in control. And, and that's part of that fear of God, that acknowledgement that we're not in control, but that he is. Uh, we want to try and take that control. And by the way, that is kind of a, Another important part of that other movie I mentioned, The Secret of Cows, there's kind of this battle between um, the one man who wants to control the world and thinks that if he just builds big enough, strong enough walls, he can protect himself and his people from the Vikings. And there's the other guy who, who knows that the walls aren't going to help <laughs> when the Vikings come. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of an interesting movie from that point as well. Um... Back to the picture, the, the thing I thought, well, give you a chance. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I'm not saying the picture is wrong necessarily, but I, the thing I think the picture maybe misportrays a little bit is that it, Jesus is standing up there with his arms stretched out, uh, kind of in control, kind of. It's kind of the way a human would do it. You know, if, if we had the power to, to still a storm, we would kind of stand up and reach our arm to the sky and be like, 
stop, you know, and really just kind of play up the theatrics, right? And I, I'm, I'm betting Jesus more or less just kind of half sat up from his sleep and said, hey, wind, you know, stop bugging me. <laughs> Maybe even went back to sleep. Uh, he didn't feel any need to stand up and be super dramatic about it. <laughs> and all he had to do was say, wind, stop. It was just a minor annoyance to him uh, that he could stop at will uh, rather than this grand, grand uh, dramatic thing. So, you know, it's not necessarily wrong. Uh, the picture's not necessarily wrong, but it did kind of strike me in that way. So, any other thoughts? Or... Okay. We don't have too many Sunday school lessons left. Huh? <laughs> no, I think like, there's like four left in our book, but like I said, I don't know how many weeks there are even left. Yeah, well, it's the 20th is the... Confirmation, and we won't have Bible class Sunday school that day, so there's probably only three after next Sunday. So that would be right then. That would come out exactly. All right, so we got the 29th, the 6th, the 13th, three. Three left. So you'll have one, you'll have one left over. Right. So what week schools are being? I'm sorry, next week. So we've seven. got next week is the 29th. Right. And then the 6th. The th and then the 13th. And then the 20th is Confirmation Sunday, so we won't have Sunday school and right. Bible class that week anymore. So. Oh, so that'll be like it after the 13th. The 13th will be the last because one. Because then Memorial Day week. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, so we got three Sunday school. Oh, so it would have been perfect if we hadn't gotten snowed out last week. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> That's all right. That was pretty crazy. Did you lose power? We lost. Mm. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, most of the Sunday morning was the power was off. 